Thank you for hanging out with us on another Tuesday night. On behalf of First Amendment Sports, I'm Ken Marangolo. He's Kevin Ricca. And Ken, you always say, make sure it sounds like we're smiling through the mic. And you know what? I damn well sure am right now. I'm in a party mode. These gnats have been on fire for the last couple weeks. I'm still recovering from a party you just threw at the house. About 150 deep, I'd say, as they came and went with some live music and a great-looking backyard. It was a wedding-type atmosphere with a white tent. Happy birthday to you, my friend. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. One hell of a party. I mean, it's Tuesday. I'm still kicking off the cobwebs, but that's a good thing. I know it's like Tuesday started early this week. It's been Damn running. Right. It's been running long. Damn right, they they almost connected. It was like a, it was like it was like a flood through well, Kensington. It is the beginning of our Tuesday night, which means this is the Nat Shift, the First Amendment Sports Show dedicated to the Diamond, Washington Nationals, uh, our favorite team, and certainly a fine professional sports organization are in the midst of. I would say a revival. I think it's it's kind of like revival. Whatever it is, it's revival been fun style. as hell. It's saving the summer. Not that summer is heading anywhere bad as far as baseball goes. You know, they put this summer and put it on their shoulders. There's a, there's a lot r- responsible for this as well. I mean, damn near the whole 25, Ken. It's been... It, it, and So, I guess 100,000 foot level, we are back in the thick of it. From a standpoint of you know we're we're, we're far, so far away from where we didn't want to be um, beforehand, um, the or the way we lost games because of our bullpen mostly, but the way we lost games late. The cool thing about the this stretch is that the Washington Nationals have performed late in games uh, for some of those wins, and to me that's like that's a big deal. Uh, a you have to be able to win games like that in the postseason, but but. Just to be able to win uh, the division down the stretch, playing all those games against Philadelphia uh, and Atlanta and the Mets, we're going to have to score runs, not just the beginning of the game and hang on, but you're going to have to score late, and they've been doing a great job of that lately. Hey, man, the pitching has been ridiculous, and uh, the starters have stepped it up, and the bullpen has figured something out. You know, uh, the team ERA through this 16-game stretch, we've gone 12-4, and is 3.57. You know, I mean, that's just, from where we were, that is, that's a remarkable feat. Uh, the guys are having fun. You see them out there. They've caught on a little something. There's a little magic happening. You know, there's about five different celebrations in the dugout, whether it be Suzuki surfing down after the Grand Slam last yeah. night, Howie getting his uh, wild man curl. dance on, and then the uh, zero to 60 with Eaton and Howie is, uh, seems to be a fan favorite. It's happening. The guys are just playing relaxed baseball. They're loose and free, and, and they're digging it. And you know what? So the hell of the fans. I'm, I've been so happy watching this. This is what we're used to. This is what we thought we had. And I know... Two and a half weeks doesn't make a season or make up for what happened previously. But it got us back on the right track. Just real quick, Ken, from April 24th to May 10th, that was a 16-game stretch. Well, the Nats went 4-12 and during that stretch. Yep. April 24th to May 10th, 4-12. and The run differential, they were outscored 84-51. to Now you think about, fast forward to May 24th to June 10th. Same, what a difference a month makes, 103-62. to you know, we, yep, we're we back knocked, to above positive run differential it's, overall. It's, it's one, one over. It's unbelievable. We doubled up the runs from that previous month, well, two weeks before this streak started. But, you know, hey, I'm talking about the 24th or the 10th, and, and one month separation yeah. is night and day difference. And, you know, thank the Lord for a guy like Tanner Rainey. I mean, hasn't he not just been 
yeah, the good, spectacular. The good thing about churning every single one of your guys who knows how to get three outs through, through the, the rotation over the course of two months of terrible baseball is yeah. you're going to unearth one or two. We definitely casted a wide net. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we threw him into the eighth inning on his first, like, week up here and set him back down for a little more seasoning. But since he's come back, he's had nine appearances, nine yeah. innings. He's only given up three hits, zero earned runs, 13 strikeouts, three walks. And, a w. and he was Tanner for Tanner. You know, that's where Roark uh, went and got, got for us. So people were like, w- w- he came out of nowhere. Who is he? No, no, no. We, we went and got right. this guy. We got him. We got something for a starter that we didn't see fitting into our rotation. We would have argued with that a month ago. But now we got starters are amongst the best in the league. I want to say second o- overall in the National League. But they they were like first in ERA, first in strikeouts, mm-hmm. fourth in um, – I don't know. I, I, I forget. They whip. Whip. Yeah, whip. Well, the revival of Anibal yeah. Sanchez. Man, huge. he's been outrageous over this stretch. I love it. I love it. It's a, you know, the guy pitched great last year for Atlanta. And, uh, you know, you hear FP talking on the games and you hear Bob Carpenter. They don't know what pitch he's going to throw next. No one knows what pitch he's going to throw next. You come out of the gates doing that going 0-6, no one believes in your stuff. He did. And he came off the uh, eye out and he's been awesome since then. I mean, the dude has... He's, he's only given up nine hits and three starts. He's got two wins. He's only given up two earned runs. I mean, that's in 17.1 innings. He's been magical, man. He's played well. And for, for us to have that uh, on, the fi- on the fifth day or as many fifth days as possible, the fourth days, depending on wh- where you rank him and Fetty. Um, well, one of the things why I always talked about was stranded wins. All we did was strain wins in the beginning of the season, and uh, that five-game losing streak that we had that was the end of the Cubs series and the entire New York Mets um, road set, which, by the way, is still a crushing, crush, crusher for me. Oh, yeah. Swept by the Mets in New York. Yeah, that, we haven't cleaned that turd up. We're gonna, it's no. still drying in the lawn, yep. and we're going to wait till it just evaporates by August when it, we get a chance to crack at it again. I hate I, Even looking at it makes me think about how what a terrible week that was because that was Monday it through was. Thursday, and it was just made for a terrible week, and I hate that, that kind of thing. But since then, we've only stranded losses. We've got a three-game uh, streak, a two-game streak, a four-game four streak. A four-game streak. Yeah. and we're yeah. on a three-game streak. So... I mean that. So, you, if we won enough games and qualified, you know, put ourselves in contention late in the season enough to know that the only way you get there is by stringing wins together. You can't string. You string losses together, you're you're cooked. Um, th- this this is uh, if you if we can sustain some of this, I'm not worried at all. Uh, I'm with you. I don't know how Howie Kendrick can sustain. Throughout the 16 games, he's 19 for 43. 19 for 43. Yep. This guy tore his Achilles a year ago. I know. I mean, this guy's 35 years old. I, a lot of people, and I agree with him, think he should be an all-star. 15 RBIs, four homers, four doubles. I mean, and he's, he's kind of the guy that's making it tick a little bit. You know, he's the guy in that dugout. He seems to be a quiet guy, but he's getting so much celebration action. Everyone's just hugging each other and loving on each other. Like, yeah. Get over here, you snuggly bastard. Come on. I, you know, know. I mean, we've been doing yeah. this all year long. All of a sudden, we got a four-in-one week followed up by a five-and-two week. That was it. We- Our first two... Winning weeks, Ken. Uh, our first two winning weeks. I know. Yes, right. Two end. Crazy, right? The uh, we're gonna get that. We're gonna have to figure out when we go on video next for the net shift. We'll have to get some you know people excited about. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna do a curl. I you can't really podcast under a curl. Maybe I can give you a little curl. Well, one man yeah. curl. It's more like a spoon, yeah. and I don't think that's what. Yeah, I mean, we can always do the here. zero to sixty, but I don't really want to do that one. No, no. I mean, because I want to be Howie and. 
you know, I know you love eating. Eating's so. my man. I'll yeah. take eating all day. All right. But the cool thing about uh, losing Bryce Harper uh, to, you know, off this roster last year, because when we were doing this show last year, a lot of weeks, his name and face were at the top of the offensive statistics for the Nets on a weekly basis. And in case you're wondering how the Nats are making up for that, it's Anthony Rendon across the board except for total hits. And that's our man, Adam Eaton, um, who is gobbling up bases uh, for a uh, for, for a for, for a top of the order guy, um, he's right. He, Sixty seven hits. Uh, the you know Trey Turner's halfway there, but all, all the uh, oh he's back. The Jack, time you saw him almost hit for the cycle. And yes, he's he's got a little power, a little pop, and uh, that finger isn't bothering him throwing the ball anymore. And he's coming back. He came with a purpose this year. Yeah, such bullshit that he had to sit out as long as he did so early. But you know what? Getting him back. And listen, also, you're right about Rendon across the board. He's been incredible. But during this stretch, check out how many dudes have more than eight RBIs. Suzuki, Robles, Soto, Dozier, Rendon, Trey Turner, and Howie. Dozier is, you talk about how, if Howie can sustain, because, you know, it, it, it's hard to imagine. Um, as well, he's a notorious slow starter, and yep. that was heating up. And he's heating up, but there's still some upside in Dozier's game for the Nets uh, at, at 2.30 right now. But he does have 10 home runs, so he's, he is getting, you know, he's getting around the bases. And there's still a little upside uh, to me, as far as I'm concerned, in Victor Robles, who's at 2.40 right now. He, whether you want to say he has the ability to, to go on a tear um, and then maybe, you know, check out for a, couple, a few games, I don't, I don't know what that looks like. But to me, I like what I'm seeing lately. And he's at the bottom of the order. He's going to get some pitches. And he's... 21 years old, yeah. and our big problem early in the year was relying on our 20-year-old and our 21-year-old to carry a portion of this offense. It is fantastic to see the veterans stepping up. Dozier heating up, eating, doing his thing. Matt Adams coming to life a little bit here with uh, six RBIs and three home runs in the, last 12, in the last 16 games, of which he only played in about half of them. So, you know, Kurt Suzuki, I mean, how much fun is he? You know, I mean, he's just such a fan favorite. I love him. He brings such an energy. He plays with such passion. The guys love him. I mean, to me, he's the he's the kind of thing I was hoping for when we got Weeders, um, and it didn't last for me, as you know. That's long, well documented in the annals. Old Weeders and uh, Ken. Um, but Suzuki, I, no, I'm not expecting him to be you know the the savior when he cranks a grand slam out every once in a while. But uh, he is fun. The you can tell he, he's liked by the pitchers, and and he's great in the dugout. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just different in all the right ways for me uh, from what Weeders was, because because neither one of them are like ca- you know catcher saviors, but you, we needed we needed something from Weeders that I expected and didn't get, and we're getting something from Suzuki that I didn't expect and we're getting. Yeah, it's nothing against Weeders. I'm just talking straight personality at this point. Yeah, uh, Suzuki just has that that little bit of an it factor. You know, he's just. He's back there taking a cut and falling off 10 feet the other way, walking around the dugout. He's very animated is what I'm saying. He's very, mm-hmm. he's very much a lively character, whereas Weeders is an old school cut from the 1930s cloth of how to catch and play the game, head down, mouth shut, go about your business. Nothing's wrong with either approach, but what we needed right now when we're sitting there looking like we're, we're 12 games under 500, we, we could use a lot of, of old Kurt Suzuki and... Man, I'm just so happy these veterans are stepping up because, yes, Soto has been damn good throughout this stretch. Yes, Robles has taken a little bit of a step back. Uh, you got to expect it. He's a rookie. This yep. is going to happen. You just see by the way he, he just runs the bases and runs balls down. and throw. 
he's going to be a freaking superstar. Yep. And, you know, I like the idea of him back in the eight slot, you know, taking care of business down there without having to worry about all the, the ideas of hitting second and people pressuring him. And let him be him. He's going to be fantastic this summer. He's going to be. He's going to have some down games. He's going to have some down weeks. That's what happens. But, man, I love watching him on the ball field. Can't wait to see him again. These guys got me so excited. Our house is buzzing. Everyone's fired up. The Nats are back, man. You know, uh, we got to say one thing. I'm going to say it to right, you. Say it to me. Everyone's giving a, a ton of crap to the guy in charge. Do we? I know it's too soon. Rizzo? It's only been two and a half. No, I'm talking about the guy on the field in charge. Davey? No, I, I, I was here he, for, uh, 100% for, he does. For, uh, for the Band-Aid work, two and a half weeks is a Band-Aid. It's not a fix. No, but, but then we're headed the right way. It's it's trending. So what, what, what my problem with what was happening to the Nationals was it was happening and it was trending. It wasn't like an isolated incident. It was tri- it was uh, mediocre to not that great on a, on the regular, and now it's the exact opposite. So the th- all for you know I give I'll draw the line and blame him for whatever, but I also will draw the line and give him credit for it. I love the. I love the dugout. You know, it's kind of like every like uh, like the baseball movie that you would see, where initially like it seemed like everyone would you know no one wanted to piss anyone off, or the manager was you know the Tom Selleck movie. What's the Tom Selleck movie? Mr. Baseball. Mr. Baseball. Mm, there you go. By the end of the movie, you know things are loose and lightened up. It's not like that. He wasn't you know, but there was something just not there that's there right now. Winning's there. That's what the main thing that's there now that wasn't there before. Um, I I liked. At the beginning of this thing, you and I talked about it because the one thing I was giving him credit for, even when I was blaming him for 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 the season at, to that point, finding a way to get Howie Kendrick in the lineup and credit Howie Kendrick for being able to be plug and play at so many spots. But to me, that's you know you're trying to get Adams at bats, you're trying to get Dozier at bats, you're trying to you know you you had the luxury of uh, with with Trey Turner out of the lineup, you could find him. But um, so the priority on making sure Kendrick is getting at bats. To me, is as smart as it comes, and I don't know why you wouldn't do it. But but managers talk Hell, themselves out of it. He's getting crap for not giving them enough. People want him in the lineup every day, and I I really believe in the same thing Dusty Baker did, the same mm-hmm. thing that Davey Martinez is doing right now. A 35 year old veteran coming off a torn Achilles should not be put in the lineup every day no. in May and June. No, we're gonna need him, and you know what? Well, he, he by plug and play, you're damn right. He does everything that we yeah. ask him to. Not only that, but he steps up the other night and hits the first of four back-to-back-to-back-to-back home runs in a pinch hit situation, yeah. coming in cold off the bench on a supposed night off. And, and he, that's just what he does. He's a pro- professional hitter. Anyone that hits over 290 right-handed for a, a lifetime in the majors is, is the real deal. And yeah. he's been the real deal for us. So I, I agree with that, Ken. He is getting, uh, I think it's the proper amount of playing time. Hey, if you want him in the lineup every day, I, I, I get it. You have to be a little bit forward-thinking. You know, we have goals with this team, and, yeah. and I'm not saying we've climbed the top of the mountain yet. We're 31 and 35, but damn, we're heading in the right direction, and we're going to need him in the dog days. We're going to need him in the dog days, healthy so, and fresh. I think he, to, this, to, the, to, to whatever part of the blame that I attributed to Davey Martinez for the bullpen, um, it, it, that whole situation is somewhat unchanged for me. Because the starters are carrying us uh, on the mound. Uh, that and then, and if you look back over the last few seasons, uh, we talk. I talk about Rizzo. That, that that's been the case. Our starters have been carrying us for for a while. And that's to me, that's a sign of a great organization. We've been trying to rebuild the bullpen on an annual basis for the last three years, uh, and it kind of comes around to whatever comes around to. Um, shoot the the blown saves, the the back to back five four Padres losses. 
uh, to me, uh, those are things that, that just can't happen. Uh, but the, the cool thing about that, Kevin, is the other thing that's taken place a lot during throughout uh, the course of the season is the way we lose the front of series, the first of three, the, two, the first two of four, which is exactly what happened on this road trip. Uh, we go out to San Diego for the first two out of four against San Diego, and we drop them in terrible fashion, terrible fashion. 5-4, five, 5-4 four, five, four was brutal. Brutal, brutal, uh, just a kick to the gut. Um, and to be looking at uh, the you know possibility of, of finishing this road trip with, with just a, a, a what, 4-2, and 5-2? and two? Yeah. That would be that, that yeah. that's insane and and but but again, that's the thing I want to see start changing uh, as we move move through June, July, and August. I, I want to get the I want to I want to get that first game. All right, well, two things. Let me tell you yeah. this: we've gotten the first game four of the last six series. I know it's been great, and that that takes us from uh, from two and fourteen to in game ones and series we're six and sixteen. Horrible stat. Yep. Very but it's telling. trending Very our telling. way. It it's is. It's trending our way. We, we've won four of the last six. That's right. And uh, we're headed that direction. Hey, in, games, in game twos, we're 12 and nine. Game threes, we're 11 and seven. And my point is uh, more like it didn't kill us the way it's been killing us. Right. The dropping because, that two against San Diego because we're, we, we, we rebounded. And this is what I wanted to say to you about that. The, for the second time this season, that two-game losing streak was ended by the dominant combo of Steven Strasburg and Max Scherzer. And that has not happened but one time before this past weekend, down two to San Diego, we got our two big badasses coming in at you on Saturday and Sunday. And what do they do? Tore it up. Strasburg's trust. Listen, on this 16-game tear, yeah. they're combined 5-0 and in six starts. They've given up 10 earned runs combined, 53 Ks, eight walks between them, and 40 innings pitched. That is badass. And that's exactly what we need them to be. And they are. And they were this past weekend. Strasburg with the team lead in wins seven. Scherzer with the team lead in ERA was two point eight three, yep. which is mm-hmm. he was the number three. He was behind Corbin and uh, Strass oh, two or three or four weeks ago. Yep. Uh, Scherzer with the lead in strikeouts at one twenty six. Going to be a fun race. Scherzer should be the leader in the clubhouse. Uh, Strasburg's about six. Well, he's one ten behind his one twenty six. Sean Doolittle just off the top five list for the NL and save NL save leaders with 14. That that you know he should have 15, 16, obviously. Dude's got six saves in the last two and a half weeks. That 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 brought him from you know double digits into the top five yeah. race. Yeah. Um, I just I like the fact that Max's ERA is down down to uh, uh, lower lower than 3.0 because. Well, you give up two runs in your last 21 innings. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> two earned runs and in his last 21 innings with 30 strikeouts and three walks. And he's 4-5. or five, well, he is, He's averaging seven innings, ten strikeouts, less than a run. This is what he has to do to get, get his fourth side young, in my opinion. Because oh, this is what, how DeGrom took it from him last year was by having uh, amazing stats with, with a shitty team, mm-hmm. you know, for the, for the portion of the time, you know, that, that Max had it for, where his, he didn't have the wins to support the fact that he was playing well, pitching well enough to win. So that should get him a little bit of love. Plus, I think the other thing, if we're going to – all these intangibles, I feel like Jacob deGrom won on intangibles. And I don't want to relitigate the 2018 Cy Young, although we, we should. We're going to get to that, obviously. I'm definitely not a relitigator. Uh, we need to relitigate it. That's not my but uh, uh, what were we talking about again? Okay. Max Scherzer yes. getting the Cy Young yes. this season because he is the best pitcher in, in baseball. At four and five, that would be quite a freaking accomplishment. Yeah, well, so I'm saying. We, Two and five. The actually. intangible that everyone needs to climb on board with, right. with Max is he is the stopper. Mm-hmm. When he, he, he writes the ship when he takes the mound, and it is 
He's a pit bull. It's right there. He's, it's he, right he, in front he, of us. He's, he is. He he has definitely been part of the backbone of this resurgence. You know, uh, giving Davey the no screen. You know, that was not disrespectful. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you know their relationship, you figure it out. You know, people wanted to make a big deal about it. When Doolittle got the save and turned around to the, to, the, to the team, walking off, going to the extra innings, he came in for a non-save situation, tied up. We won in extras on the uh, Trey Turner walk-off home That's run. right. After he finalized that last strikeout, he turned around and lost his marble, screaming at his teammates, running off the potato. Let's go. I mean, yeah. He lost it. It got me goosebumped on the yeah. couch. Next thing you know, Trey Turner's finger got tight enough to that bat to hit that ball, tomahawk style, out of the yard for another walk-off, leading major leagues in walk-off hits, both of them homers, Trey Turner, who's played about one-third of the games as opposed to everyone else. Uh, stuff like that, fun stuff like that, the back-to-back, to back-to-back, him going for the cycle, watching Anibal throw one-hitters going into the sixth and seventh innings, uh, you know, watching Max have no one get on base and just eat everyone up. And, str- and st- watching you know, Strasburg eat up innings. Three, in- three wins of these last 12 are his. Strasburg is eating up innings. He's, He's eating up innings. But, I mean, you just look at Scherzer and you just can't help it. 30 Ks and three balls. Yeah. Three walks in his last. Uh, but, you know, the thing that got us super excited, and we talked about it a lot, Ken, the resurgence, not the resurgence, the, uh, the reemergence of Trevor Rosenthal last night. So, the utmost NBA Finals, importance. fourth quarter. It's, it's actually a very good game, a tight game, an elimination game. Trevor Rosenthal is coming in in the uh, ninth inning of a 12-1 to one game, right? I believe it was at the time. Yes, answered. sir. Yes, sir. It was a, it was a runaway. Uh, I was watching Trevor. I had no interest in the NBA Finals. I, I agree with you when you say he was hoard on the first pitch. That was a strike. But he was in control. It didn't – it just – it's a, a terrible – Story to, like that starts when he just walks the guy on four pitches. That that to me that was the worst. Uh, but the double play and the and the pop fly, the, the Nats, the Nats are a true contender if he's right. If he's right, his wind not, up look, his wind up looks so under control. He yeah, looks, he looks smoother to me. He didn't look frazzled, hurried, and uh, you know, it didn't seem like he had the nerves that he had. Listen, this guy. In the 137-year history of the St. Louis Cardinals, is their all-time save leader. He has the record for 48 in a season. It's all his. He's the man. No, he, he was an all-star that year. He led the majors. The youngest guy to have over 40 saves. This guy's gotten it done, and here's where he's gotten it done the most. 26 postseason innings, Ken, with a 0.69 ERA. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is a guy that we desperately need, and we threw him you know, somewhere between 5.7 and $7 million, depending on how many outings yeah. he's got left. And there's no way we can get around the fact that he needs to be good for us. He needs to be good for us. Uh, I just hope some Nats fans know to the level he has been at. You know, in the postseason, he's got 42 strikeouts, 11 walks. The guy's a badass, seven saves. Yeah. He's been there. He's done that. He's done it in, in, cr- in crucial pressure situations. I mean, to be the Cardinals' all-time leader in saves, it's to me, is, is just dramatic that we have to figure out a way to get him right. And he's physio- he because physically he's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, get, you know, getting his mind right about his post-injury whatever self. I don't know. I, I just, I'm excited about the fact that um, he pitched a, 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 an inning that didn't end terribly because he has come out in that 12-1 game before. Yeah, I know. And, and he was pulled. Um, so that was great, and it was a diving good stop in the up in the hole by Trey great Turner. For Trey. Yeah. Great for Trey. Para falling off of first base to get the out. 
Um, just like losing is contagious, so is winning. And you start seeing yep. guys like Trey Turner doing that, you know, in that situation, you know, looking out for his teammate. This has been, this has been such a fun two-and-a-half-week run. And, uh, and damn if we needed it to be. And I know we'll get to talking about this uh, next couple weeks here, but yep. there's some really important things happening right in front of us. Including just right now. Uh, that's Anthony Mr. Rendon. Rendon, Tony Forbags on uh, at this particular second. Nats continue their offensive prowess. They're up 2-0 in the top of the first inning with one out against the Chicago White Sox in the last game of a road set, which would see them finish this road set 4-2 and two or 5-2. and two. And I apologize for not having the math done in front of me. 4-2. If they were to win this, they were to be 6-2. Uh, it would be a sweep. Yep. of the No, they're, I'm sorry. The White Sox were at home the first two games. So yep. four in San Diego we split, and this would be the two we took back from the Sox on the way back to the East Coast. A new uh, – that's my favorite celebration right there, the, the shimmy. The, the, the shimmy, shimmy, and, shimmy. And the beard The beard, the beard tug. pull, yeah. Uh, I just want – you know, that, that's awesome. We're off to a big start. But, but you know, the cool thing is, is we're six games out of first place. Uh, we are a game behind the Mets in, in the National League East, which is – where I'd like to start turning my focus, and I think that's the only focus that should matter. Get, get ahead of the guy in front of us. The Mets are playing a doubleheader against the Yankees. They lost. So they the lost first the game. first one. All right. Lost the first one. They're up. Uh, I know they were up three nothing or two, two or three to nothing in the be, be beginning stages of that uh, nighttime uh, game against the Yankees. If we can close, you know, close that out, we get the Braves and we get the Phillies com- coming up soon. Um, God, that four-game sweep against the Mets really, really hurts me. But I'm going to get over it. And hey, that led to what happened. Sometimes you got to hit rock bottom, Ken. It did. You can pick yourself up. Let's. Uh, I want to get a check on the. Um, let's get a check on on the Mets Yankees because that to me that that's that's that that's the scoreboard I'm watching tonight because of the the, the uh, oh, shoot well, whatever the third well, Mets I'm, up six nothing. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be watching the other two because my big thing is we're not only be six games back in the East, but Right now, Atlanta or Philadelphia holds that that you know that uh, the, the tiebreaker to get into the wild card. I'm just saying. Right now, we're six oh, games yeah. out. Any way you cut it, any way you and cut after, it. And after where we were, you know, 17 days ago, I thought summer was just going to have just this you know hanging storm cloud over all diehard Nats fans, kind of like it did after May last summer. And I'm so excited that we're relevant. So I'm not getting ahead of myself here. Yeah. Vegas we, had we, four we 91 relevant. teams yep. in the in the NL East. Mm-hmm. The, you could bet on that. It, they were giving you odds. You have, uh, I think the, I think that the, there were three teams where the over unders uh, were traded, were trading between like eighty six and eighty nine. So the NL East was always going to be tight. Uh, we got off to a terrible start, which obviously matters, but we are where we are. We're six games out right now with a, with a chance to play the, all these guys plenty. And uh, speaking of who we're going to be playing, let's talk about who we're going to be playing in the next. You know, this week. has been my big thing. I've been saying this is my yeah. thing, my thing. I love it. I've been I've been looking at it and eyeing this portion of the schedule. This ten game stand. The the eleven game stand home stand we're going on is tremendously important. Uh, Arizona yeah. is a damn good road team. I believe they're twenty one and sixteen on the road, Ken. And we got from, we got them for four. Uh, we got we got Wednesday off after tonight. Uh, so Thursday through Sunday. We're all taking tomorrow off. Thursday through Sunday. We're playing a team that's 21 and 16 on the road. Now they're coming across the, the country, so that's going to be a tad bit different. Followed up by Philly, four in a row, who's a not row. so good on the road with a losing record on the road, which is kind of surprising to me with the amount of wins they have. Um, you know, we've taken care of them late, late in games. Yeah. You know, we've almost been slaughtered in a couple series, but we've come back from behind on them a handful of times and shown them that we got some balls before we started playing well. 
So I really look forward to that series. Followed up with our other arch rival, the Atlanta Braves, for three. That's, yep. a, that's such an important 11-game homestand. Uh, and then you get into the turds. Now, it yep. doesn't mean that your record is going to be given anything yeah, because of the turds, but those are the turds. We've been turtleicious, but you're There's right. There's not an easier 12-game stretch on the record because if you look at that second-half schedule, it's a brutal bear. 30, team, 30 games for first-place teams, Ken. Yep. So this 12-game stretch at Miami, at Detroit, versus Miami, versus Kansas City. That's how we end before the All-Star break. With the coolest thing, though, about the next eight games. So the next time we have the Nat shift will be in the early stages of the Philly series. We'll have just watched Corbin lead things off against Arietta and Eric Fetty will be taking them out while we're talking. But the cool thing about two four-game series back-to-back is we get to throw Strasburg and Scherzer up in both series, mm-hmm. which is huge. Is to good. me, that's huge. Because to your point, uh, we're going to get uh, we're going to get out of the Atl- Atlanta series, and we're going to be able to, you know, we're going to we we we're not, we don't need Scherzer and Strasburg inside the same series in any of those remaining series in the first half the way we do in the next in the next two weeks. And my point on all of this is, and I'm just going to say it right now, and then ask you your thoughts. Right. There's after tonight's game, which we don't know the outcome of, but after tonight's game, there are 23 games left, Ken. 23 games left before the All-Star break, Okay, 17 of which are at home. No one in the division has anything remotely close to that during the same exact time span heading into the All-Star break. This is the time, if you're Mario Andretti, to step on the gas and make a move on the inside. This, yeah. is, this is our chance to make up a ton of ground because after the All-Star break, we're right back to, to bare-knuckling brawl style. It's, the, the schedule's brutal. But I think if we can climb up to... Even, have a winning record. Even, without a doubt, we need to have a winning record. That's my point. Also, break got to be a winning record. So, real quick, let me ask you, real quick, because I, I want to get back to it. I have it written down what I think, but in the next eight, in the next eleven games at home, four Arizona, four Philly, and three Atlanta. How many of those eleven do you consider a success? Forget about the series themselves. How many wins out of those eleven games will make you will satisfy the Marangolo in you? Uh, I I can do my worst case, best case. I mean, I I think uh, at this w- the way we're playing right now, I, can, I I have the lofty goals of like a nine and two. But I would seven seven and four, eight and three to me would just be huge a huge success. All right, give me one. I go seven and four. That's what I'm writing down. That's my. I think we go seven and four. I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say eight and three. Okay. Uh, and but that's also because we're. But hot. I want to revert to this. I, I I'm with you. I'm with I'm you. Only, I'm riding. The, I'm, I'm playing hot. Okay, then I'm gonna go to the last twelve. I told you uh, on the road for six against Miami, Detroit. At home, they are eleven and twenty-two and eleven and twenty-one, respectively. Then we come back home for Miami and Kansas City, who their road records are twelve and nineteen and eight and twenty-three. That's where we got to take care of shit. We got to do damage yeah, in so that twelve. I mean, so that's where I'm. I, that's where I'm worried about an eight and four. So I'm, I'll, I'll throw down eight and four. Okay, and that's where I'm saying I, I go nine and three. So we both got ourselves sixteen and seven. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's see how this hell this works out, one way or another. And I don't care how we get there. I don't care if we're. I don't care who wins this deal. Sure, sure. But so if we got ourselves at sixteen, that's and nine seven, games over five hundred. So that puts us five games above five hundred overall. It sound, I know it sounds crazy, and we sound almost arrogant talking this way. But the way we've been playing, what we've seen out of these guys, and having seventeen of these twenty-three at home, plus. Those, those last four, we don't have a better, like, I'm repeating myself over and over again, those last 12 games before the All-Star break. Don't have a better stretch. Don't have one. You've got to make your bones right then and there. We already gave Miami a series. We cannot allow that, something like that to happen again. 
So what I find interesting is um, we don't have the luxury of doing what I'm about to say we do, but this is what, like, if, if we had taken care of our business and if we were in first place in the NL East and we were feeling a lot better about ourselves than we do right now, when you have a stretch of games, a 12-game stretch that is the easiest 12-game stretch on your entire schedule, you, that's when organizations take a Strasburger or Scherzer and they put them on the 10-day DL and they let them skip a start and they, they give those guys what a day off. What are you talking about? We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. But that, 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 that's, that oh, is... So if you're, right now, if you're L.A. and you're up by 27 games... Yeah, yeah. Right, you're, right, yeah you're, letting, right. you're letting your best guy t- take a start off, take a, okay. take, take a break. Uh, all right. All right. That, that, that's, and you're we, freaking me out there for a second. Oh, no, no, no. No, I was just saying... Because my, my, when you talk about the best stretch we're going to have, my mind immediately goes to that. No, we're not a team that can, uh, take, can take advantage of that. The way, and in the past, the Nets have had the ability to do it, and they have allowed... Uh, mostly Strasburg to miss starts. I think um, Scherzer threatened to shoot someone in the face if yeah, they didn't give him a miss start. His, we miss his RBIs. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, yeah, we miss his RBIs exactly. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit game within the game. I I, um, I always used to think that was kind of hubris in a way, but at the same time, that is the way you manage an arm um, if you, if you uh, have the luxury, which we don't. I I, I am. Excited about some NLEs play. Uh, we'll be getting it underway the next time we talk, which will be in a week from tonight. Enjoy yourself some Patrick Corbin this evening, everybody. Enjoy yourself some Fetty against Granky to lead off the Arizona set on Thursday. And don't forget, we will be, the, the WCAC that is, will be at Nats Park on June 20th, closing things out against the Phillies. And the game that we have tickets for right now is scheduled Strasburg versus NOLA. Whew. That could be a good one. And you know what happens when First Amendment Sports shows up yes. for a WCAC slash local sporting event. Yes, that is going to be quite the evening. All right. Uh, so we, we look forward to talking to you once before then. Thank you so much for hanging out with us this evening. We'll be back again next week. On behalf of First Amendment Sports, he's Kevin Ricca. Hell yeah, Nat's getting summer relevant right when it kicks off and starts. This 40-game stretch that started... 16 ago, heading into the next 23, including tonight. I mean, it's the biggest quarter of the whole entire season. That 40-game stretch is going to be something that sends us shotgun style into the last half or, yeah. or cripples us and keeps us as pretenders. So I think we are good enough to be in that race. Let's get there. We absolutely are good enough. That's the best part about being a Washington Nationals fan. We're good on paper, but, but that's because we're actually good, and we've underperformed. And, and uh, it's been um, an underperforming year and a quarter for for this organization that is capable of doing better than it's done and i just gotta believe that what we're seeing is the beginning of them returning to that the summer sons of washington are here they started it we are uh up to nothing as we close out this tuesday night so it's going to be a fun night in the basement we're back for first amendment sports once again i'm ken marangola and this was the nat shift